everybody, and welcome back to the Survivor Wildcards. I am Brendan. And I'm Allie. And this is our weekly podcast where we talk about our favorite television show, Survivor. And this week, I am recording from a hotel in Philadelphia because I'm visiting my sister, who, you know, not to throw any shade, I would say she's like a solid casual. Maybe on her way to Superfan. The eye roll from M. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so my sister Emily is here with us today. Hello. Woo, welcome. Um, so Yay, yeah, very so exciting. I kind of got my whole family, except for my brother, hooked on Survivor, and my parents and my sister are going through these seasons pretty rapidly. So M has probably seen about ten seasons, which is pretty impressive. Um, and she very. is watching Edge of Extinction week to week and also listening to the podcast, so that's exciting too. Yay, our most loyal listener, aside from me. Rate and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, subscribe and rate. Uh, It's very exciting. So, uh, what the hell happened this week, (laughs) y'all? Yeah, y'all are making me crazy. Yeah, y'all are making me crazy. True words have never been spoken. We, I I have rewatched this week. I think Allie rewatched this week. Yes. Um, because a f- one watch of this episode was like definitely not enough to process what happened. We had a 30 minute tribal council, half of the hour dedicated just to tribal, which I don't think has ever happened before. I think this is a first, um, kind of ironic. Cause just last week we were talking about them cutting reward challenges <laughs> to show more of the game and then they went ahead and did it. So <laughs> Brendan texted um, me, does yeah. Jeff listen to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolute madness in every direction. I'm a little bit scattered. Uh, I've told Allie that my new strategy for this season is just to accept that the Lesu dynamic does not make sense, will never make sense. But if I accept that, everything else that's happening does make sense. Yeah, and I'm just curious <laughs> so... if they're like trying to make it not make sense or if it's like supposed to be up in the air because David's trying to play the middle? Like, I just I just don't know. I think it's just dysfunctional as all hell. And I think it's just the nature... I think that's just the theme of this season, is that it's just... It's all over the place, I think. I think what happened on the island is all over the place. I think the editing is kind of all over the place. And it's making for a season that is definitely entertaining and exciting, but to try to follow along is a little <laughs> confusing. Yes. I also want to point out... War Dogs Rick Devins from last week and his Rick Devins this week were wildly different and there's so much love there. I think in um Devins interview with Josh Wiggler, he said that him and War Dog were actually really close and I feel like we haven't really gotten that vibe except I mean Rick kissed War Dog's head when he got voted out the first time, but that's also just like a Devins move. I feel like no one really read that much into that, but you know there is an extra layer of this Lesu 5 where Rick and Wardog were really close at one point. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot to talk about with Lesu this week. I wrote down a lot of, I wrote down all the quotes that kind of related to, uh, not all of them, I tried to get a lot of them, of Lesu people saying things that I thought revealed what that, di- that dynamic was that, in my mind, speaks to maybe the truth of what's going on and not maybe what the edit was trying to tell us was going on because I think there's a lot that they're trying to sell that maybe isn't what's really happening. But um, speaking of uh, Rick Devins, maybe I'm staring at Allie. 
<laughs> Maybe we should get to our guessing for the okay, week. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so first um, so I'll tell you fact, my question, or... Yeah, but also, fun fact, M guessed all of them right already, right? No, M already guessed... No. She... Oh, I thought you said she, I guessed she was on it. one out of three, right? Yeah, she guessed my oh, bottom right. Oh, that makes me nervous. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And she has different oh, ones God. than me, Brendan, if you want to try and guess hers as well. Ah, uh, that's <laughs> hard because I feel like I have different ones than you and I don't know what I'm going to choose. Okay, uh, but for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, some miracle, some new listener is tuning in each week. <laughs> Um, one of us has to try to guess the other's top and bottom castaway of the week. How we decide who's on top and who's on bottom is, like, super, super subjective. Um, so we're really just trying to read each other's minds and figure out, like, what is going to put someone in those categories. And then there's also a random question that I don't know the answer to yet that I'm also going to have to guess Allie's answer to, which I'm about to find out yeah, I don't, momentarily. I don't even know how I feel about my answer to this one. I keep going back and forth on it. Oh, but anyway, okay, so my question for this week is, who is my prediction to go home next week? Oh, who is your prediction to go home next week? Yeah, oh, I keep wanting to switch it. It's a really hard one, which is why I didn't even want to ask the question. But, you know, it was really hard to come up with a question for this episode when Tribal was 30 minutes. Yeah, and it's like travels 30 minutes, but it's also like, we know because I've said it before and I'll say it again, Survivor Twitter this season is the dumpster fire that I just can't look away from. People are being pretty transparent about uh, that tribal council and stuff we did not see. Um, and then some people but, are very quiet, which is yeah, like, some people do we read very into quiet. that also? <laughs> Yeah, do we read into the people who are being quiet of, like, I don't want to jeopardize me winning a million dollars by tweeting something? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, so I'm going to write down... I have a bottom pick that I, I think is pretty solid, and I'm going to stick with that. The problem is that I'm trying to figure out if you think the person that's on the bottom... What I can't figure out is if you think the person on the bottom this week is Julia, because obviously she blew up her game and went home, but I also think there's somebody else who really contributed to this tribal blowing up who also could be the person you think is going to go home next week. So I'm trying to figure out if those two things overlap and if they like contribute to each other or where you're at. But in terms of a top person, I will say the top person I... was kind of tough this week. Um, but I do feel good about my pick for top person. Cause my thing is when I watched this episode the first time, someone stood out to me as being on the top because obviously they were the loudest person this episode and drove a lot of the action. And then when I rewatched it, I thought, huh, I wonder if that actually puts them in a good position moving forward or if this actually makes things worse for them moving forward. <laughs> um, so I was like, I don't know actually if I would put them in my top because as amazing as it was to watch and I'm happy that they did it, I'm like, come next week, I think they just put a massive target on their back that was not there previously, but I don't know. So with that in mind, I'm going to write down that person and I'm also going to put whatever I'll, I'll, I'm swinging for the fences and I'm making some choices that I think are kind of out there. Uh, done. <laughs> okay. I literally just like live changed my wild card pick. Okay. I'm literally so back and forth on my wildcard pick with other two I feel pretty good about. Okay, great. Okay, so what should we start with? What do you want to start with? Let's just go top bottom next week. Okay. 
So obviously, uh, the the person I was talking about that I thought about initially that I will say now I did not choose was Rick Devins because on a rewatch, I thought he is putting a huge target on his back and I don't know if that would preclude him from your choice. So the person I chose, which I think is surprising and feels wrong because I don't know how you would land on this, but I'm making a guess, is Kelly Wentworth. Oh my for the God, top. you got it! Yes! <laughs> so actually, M picked Rick Devins for my top. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do think, um, and we'll get into it a lot more later, but I think like Kelly was great in this episode and looked the best yeah. at Tribal also. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, she wasn't directing things at Tribal, but I think that was good for her also. And she didn't alienate anyone. Like, I, I thought she had a really good Tribal. And Agreed. she played no, her I, fucking I thought idol. the same thing. Yeah, on the rewatch, I thought, wow, especially, and partially it is buffed out by if you don't want to know twitter madness skip ahead like 45 seconds part of it being victoria revealing that the plan going into tribal was to vote wentworth out Mm -hmm. that was what everyone agreed to that was the plan there was nothing shading going on so the fact that she was able to kind of keep her head down and move with the crowd without like perking up as being like a huge player that tribal but obviously contributing to the vote changing when she would have been the vote and then still getting out of it without having to play her idol. Like, once again, escapes Tribal where she should be the person going home without having to play her idol that she's had since, what, like, the third Tribal, fourth Tribal Council of the season? Like, pretty crazy. Yeah. And when we were talking earlier today, we were talking about how David has a lot of options moving forward of who he can work with. And I think that she does, too. Like, I think that at Tribal, she kind of, like, made a point of talking to the people that no one else was talking to because she knew Wardog and Lauren were talking to the other people. So she was fine on all fronts. And I think that was really smart. Yeah. No, for sure. So the bottom for the week. So I was between the two people who I think can be credited with kind of, like, blowing this tribal up in their face and were on the only two people on the wrong side of the vote. And I just couldn't decide if you were going to choose the person who went home or the person... <laughs> the person, the person who is still in the game, who I think is at risk moving forward. But I ended up going with the person who I think maybe didn't like start the ball rolling with this tribal, but really kind of like really once the ball was rolling, like just pushed it down the hill. And that's Aurora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two for two. I picked Aurora. Two for as two. The yeah, I think that she did not look great this week. I think that. When she's already on the bottom and has been on the bottom, like, kind of for a few votes. Like, sure, she's got an advantage and stuff. But, like, last week she just went with the numbers. She didn't really build connections. And then this week for everyone to be on the right side of the vote except for her just because she wants to prove loyalty to someone that's clearly going to extinction. Like, not a good look. And also, like, verbally attacking Julie a little bit by being like, I can't deal with soccer moms is also not a good look. Clearly, also, they made a point to show that the jury noticed her saying that, um, which I think is not good for her. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because last week I was talking Aurora up being like, oh, my God, she's smart, saying, like, I'm just going to go with the numbers and, like, I don't care about loyalty or whatever. Like, I'm just going to go where the numbers go. And then this week we see her literally doing the polar opposite and voting with Julia, even though the numbers clearly were not going that way. So she seems like uh, she's flip-flopping a little bit and she uh, flipped when she should have flopped. And does not seem to be set up well moving forward. And also, really, I mean, like, she's giving, you know, last week, too, I think I said, like, oh, good for Aurora for saying something. 
that every fan was thinking at home that like this comma strong majority isn't true and there's people who could take control of the game if they wanted to and i was like thank god someone in the game realizes this and at that tribal it made sense because that supported the vote she was going to do (laughs) this tribal she says the same thing almost in clearer terms even though she's not going to be on that side of the right (laughs) which is a little odd to like once again, just, like, restate that idea when that week you are going to be voting with that major- majority is, like, a little uh, contrary to your own interest. Right, and her and Julia <laughs> both, like, when they get called out for slipping up slightly at this tribal, like, dig themselves a bigger hole. Julia especially yes. does not handle it well. And she has been, I, you know, I think she's, in the moment, obviously, I can't imagine the amount of stress and pressure and you're starving and anyone i can't expect anyone to keep their composure but i think like post game she seems very transparent of like oh yeah i messed that up like yeah she knows her mistake she admits it like she's like that that's on me which i think is kind of you know respectful for her to to do that for sure yeah for sure okay so now who do i think you think is going home next week so this is what i couldn't tell because i was like is does she think that aurora is going home next week because i think there's a good chance that it could just become like last week was so crazy we can't go through that again please let's just take out someone we can all agree we don't like or we just we can't work with whatever like aurora's on the bottom let's make this easy let's make it simple but i didn't say that because (laughs) i don't know i had this idea so i did say that the person i thought you think is most likely to go home next week is rick devins So close to a perfect score. I Who did you say? Victoria, actually. Oh, I believe that. So here's why. I was going back and forth between Victoria and Gavin a lot. But I think that Victoria is a smarter vote than Gavin, first of all. But I also think that uh, it's I, it's really hard to weigh in on this Lesu 5. But I really think that they're going to vote together next week. And... When we see that meeting on the beach of six people, it's the Lesu three, and it's Julie, and it's Gavin, and it's not Victoria, I'm pretty sure. So it's it's like oh, interesting. she's excluded from there, and then we see her and Devin's talking and trying to come up with a plan, but I just don't really see her and Devin's getting a ball rolling together. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's interesting because, honestly... It seems like, I mean, I guess it's not totally true. I mean, I guess, like, Ron and Julie survived this week by going with Devins and David. But, like, it's, I don't know, it's very confusing, this whole Lesu situation. But I I think, actually, Victoria is a smarter pick. Although I would say, I would wonder if Gavin would go home over Victoria, only because I think people view him as a bigger immunity threat. Yeah. Which, so far, like, yes, he has won and Victoria hasn't. But I also think that Victoria has performed well in the challenges, so she's not to be discounted. Um, and she's a, a much better the, strategic threat. Yeah, and I wonder, I just wonder, I feel like the audience has seen that, but I wonder if, like, the people, like, when they were out there, if people realized that she was, you yeah. know, like, that she has the Aubrey vote and stuff, kind of. The thing is, Devin's, um, like, I'm assuming knows about the Aubrey vote, but I don't know. Yeah, I would think he does i mean i think the the impression i get from like the extinction vibe is that that people really people were sharing Mm -hmm. stuff 
So I think that, like, I'm assuming once he told Aubrey, I'm assuming he told Aubrey he gave her the extra vote. I'm assuming once he did that, Aubrey probably told him, maybe she didn't tell him she went home with an idol in her pocket, but that he she at least told him, like, what happened. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe we'll never know. Maybe it doesn't matter, but... I um, also wonder if Aubrey is sitting there on the jury, like, maybe I shouldn't have given Aurora that extra vote because she's clearly not playing very smart right now. She's like blowing up her own game at tribal in front of a jury. The thing is, I don't know if anyone is playing smart, so to say, and not to say that they're playing dumb. I think that this week is just an example of paranoia overtakes everyone and it causes absolute like nonsensical chaos just across the board. And the people who come out on top is, are basically the people who are able to keep a level head enough just to be like, all right, just tell me who you want. Yeah. Like, no one's doing any, like, hardcore strategizing. It really just comes down to a bunch of people saying, like, I don't know which way is up and I don't know who to trust. And other people saying just like, okay, fine, just give me a name. Yeah, which is funny, like... So it's interesting. I feel like Victoria is playing too smart, which is kind of why I picked her. Like, she has shown that she's willing... She's playing for a different season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's shown that she's willing to just, like, go with the numbers, too. Like, I mean, she she was like, well, it was clear that Julia's going home, so I'm not going to vote with my alliance. I'm going to, like, turn on her. But she's playing in the middle so much, where now her only person in the game is Gavin. Like... I mean, it really seems like we have Gavin and Victoria as a group... We have Ron and Julie, we have David Devins, and then we have the Lesu Three and Aurora. Yeah. And that seems like there's no, those are like, if there's alliances in the game, those are the alliances, but there's no major alliance. Like, right. it seems like we're going to be voting blocks from here on out. I mean, maybe the maybe a six forms and it stays true, but like, I have a hard time believing that anybody is going to trust each other for more than one vote moving forward based on what happened tonight. I do kind of think... Think or not that tonight, a few nights ago. The six they want us to think. I feel like from the preview, they want us to think the six is Lesu three, Gavin, Victoria, and Aurora. Or maybe Julie. Maybe Gavin, Victoria, and Julie. But I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think Julie turns on Ron. I don't think, like, yeah. when when we leave Tribal, Lesu is like, we'll talk. We're getting together, basically. Like, basically at Tribal, like, we're good now. Like, we're good. Devin says to Kelly at Tribal, like, if a truce is good for both of us, we can move forward far together. I I am still like, oh my god. Okay, so here, I said it at the beginning, and I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to let go. But there are so many things. I'm going to look at my phone. I took I took notes <laughs> of all the things that people said that I was like, what the hell is going on? Okay, so David... Um, when he's talking to like Julie and Ron at the well, I think they talk about trying, they say, I don't think anyone's going to come in from our side. So I think we need to get someone from Lesu. Could you think War Dog could join us? And David says, obviously I have my issues with War Dog, which like, obviously I know like War Dog has gone after him at tribal, but like what, like what happened? Like, what are the issues? Why did that happen? What didn't we see? And then Whenever everybody talks about Lesu, they just exclude David. Yeah. Like, David is not considered part of Lesu. Yeah. Even though he was on that tribe. Like, it's just implied that, like, David is not a part of that tribe. Like, why is that? Like, he he was there. It's like, what's going on? And then... Oh, Lauren... Okay, so when this whole, like, thing blows up at Tribal, 
of Aurora talking about, like, Kama being strong, and Devin's is like, really? Like, tell that to Aurora, tell that to Joe, tell that to Eric, blah, 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 blah. And Aurora's like, yeah, well, like, Lesu, you're not any better. You guys are all dysfunctional, too. And all of Lesu, like, David, Devin's, Wardog, Lauren are all like, yeah, but we're open about it. We're dysfunctional. And Lauren says it's very clear where Lesu stands. I'm like, why? Like, why does Lesu stand that way? Like, what happened? Yes. Like, why is Lesu so clearly just not working together? Well, and then... Until, like, push comes to shove and it's, like, no option. But, like, well, duh, five plus two is seven. Let's vote together. But, like, why does it take that for these people to realize, like, oh, we would have the numbers if we just worked together? Well, then later in Tribal, it's David and Devons and Kelly, I think, are sitting in, like, a three and they're like, okay, are we going to do this? And Kelly's like, I've been trying to do this. And they cut around. And they, yeah, she keeps saying, like, I've been trying. And it cuts away. And you, like, can't yeah, hear the end of her like, sentence. And it's fuck? like, what was she trying to do? Why are you telling us? We want to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, like, and uh, again, the Twitter dumpster fire, the Lesu 3 has been vocal, was very vocal on the merge episode that there were things not shown of, like, you know, everyone being like, why didn't you try to work with these people? And Warlog's like, yeah, why didn't we got like clearly implying yeah, that they like, well, did try to do that. Why didn't we think of that? Like, obviously we did. Think yeah. Of that. Apparently it didn't work, but it, it's, you know, I hope, I hope they put it down and move forward. But I think Amaya's honestly like three votes in a row. Now we've seen them not working together until they absolutely had to. And last week, I don't even think they really worked together that much. Like they kind of just like, used commas like for all we know they kind of just used commas separately this is what we talked about we never saw the conversation before tribal about whether they actually coordinated that vote to get all eight votes or if it was just david and devons pulled in aurora wentworth lauren and and uh war dog pulled in julia gavin and victoria because if that's what happened that kind of makes sense this week like it wasn't like oh lesu pulled together to pull in comma it's like two factions of lesu pulled in two factions right. of comma and got eight votes which is like so i don't know moving forward if they're going to work we're together we're missing big chunks i mean like it seems like from where we left at tribal they'll work together moving forward but then the preview tries to make us think they won't which makes me think they will a little bit more honestly yeah probably um they should but it's also like last week at Tribal at the Eric vote, Wardog said like, "You guys want to wait to make your move till you have more numbers. But if you wait to make your move, these numbers will be gone. Like these Lesu people you can pick up to vote with you will be gone." And I feel like Lesu five working together for now makes sense, but long term, David and Kelly don't want to be with each other. And I feel like that's where a lot of the resistance comes from. Like they want to keep their options open for their long game, because if they get shoved into this Lesu five, well, if David gets to four, he's sitting at three. So it's like, it's very dangerous to keep each other around at that point, especially when their stories are similar. Agreed. I think, yeah, I think their stories are similar. I think David is a huge threat. If he gets to four, I think, I mean, Wentworth's, I mean, Wentworth's a huge threat if she gets to four. She has, like, a similar kind of-ish story to how she had on Cambodia, and she was a huge threat there, obviously, and went out at four. So, yeah, I I think they're both huge threats to each other, and I know something, we talked about this outside the podcast, but I'll say it here, something I'm starting to wonder is, like, the whole pre-merge narrative this season was, like, the Cold War of David versus Wentworth, which 
we kept hearing from David was two-sided, but we never saw it be that way. All we saw was David say, I can't trust Wentworth. I need to get Wentworth out. And we never saw Wentworth say the same thing about David. And week after week, it was like David kind of like contemplating going after Wentworth, but it ended up not working out because the numbers weren't there or something. And he didn't. And we were always under the impression that that never got back to her. And it never got back to her alliance. Well, I'm pretty sure she but told Wigler I've started... it didn't. I'm pretty sure in that interview oh. she did with Wiggler, she was like, watching this, I was surprised that David was targeting me. Oh, then maybe that doesn't matter. Because I've started to wonder that maybe part of why this rift is there is because she did find out. And we're just not seeing that she found out. Because I was like, that would make sense to me. If she actually did find out that David was so close to voting her out so many times... Then I would understand, like, well, obviously, yeah, she doesn't trust him. She's not going to work with him. But you are right, actually. I think she did say that to Wiggler, of, like, watching this back. Yeah. She was surprised to see David coming so close to voting her out. But, yeah, I don't know. It is it is odd. But I think it, I, it's odd and it's not, because these, these are two returning players who I think are probably thinking of they don't want to be next to each other at the end. And they just, relationships form and friendships form, and clearly the friendships and alliances are just different. But I do think, like, their mutual spe- respect for each other and their mutual respect for each other's games is very clear. Like, they'll go oh, after yeah. each other, but they're not trying to, like, blow each other up. And if they can work together and it's the smart move at the moment, they absolutely will. Well, something I didn't notice the first time I watched this, and I noticed it on the rewatch, and I can't believe I missed it, I must have just been distracted, is the many times we see them try to talk to each other, and they have that cute kind of like, oh, hi, I forgot remember you were me. there, like, remember me. I which love is kind David of funny. Wright and, Superstar so yeah, much. I thought that was really cute, and also I thought kind of indicates, like, they weren't really planning on working together that tribal, but they were kind of like, remember me, your former tribe mate, we probably should be working together, <laughs> let's chat. And that gets split up, but then later on, we see them talking, and they basically are like, completely honestly, like, what was going to happen yes. tonight? And Wentworth tells David, it was you. Yeah, they have that And conversation. he's like, seriously? And she's like, yes, like, it was going to be you tonight, I wanted it to be you. And he's just like, all right, well, uh, okay. But it's it's a very frank, honest, like, yes, I was going to vote you out. Obviously, that's not going to happen anymore. Let's move past, like, all cards on the table. Now let's move past it. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, I don't know if I've ever that was Aubrey's seen big re- something or at like least, that happening. At least the edit made us think that was the big moment Aubrey reacted to. And I think, I think that is yeah. huge. I think that's crazy. When you have this majority, again, quote unquote majority, like, imploding and then you had these two minority like admitting like yeah i was trying to get you voted out i'm sure to aubrey it was like why the hell are you doing that also you just told him that like whoa what is happening but it's david right but it was smart and like what we've seen from them so far together it makes sense like yeah it does like last week when she was like i'm sorry i voted for you and david was like please I, i voted for you like we gotta do what we gotta do and we both understand that I think what's fascinating, though, is that they say things like that, and then week after week, they still try to go after each other. It's like they're both still playing like, each other. What? It's like they're they're saying these things like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, all's fair in love and war. War still on. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I'm going to try again. But it's not working. And it's funny because, I mean, Kama must be watching this back being like, oh, my God. All we had to do was let these two go after each other, and we would have won this whole season. Oh, you should just keep your mouth shut at Tribal. You know yeah. Jeff is going to try and bait you. Like, Yeah, which... all they had to do was let this mu- let this dysfunctional Lesu tribe go after each other, pick each other off, yeah, 
and then they didn't even have to do the work. Like they would, they could have let Lesu do it themselves, and instead, they just can't keep it together, and they're picking themselves off when the the bottom tribe doesn't even want to work together and is somehow staying intact. That's what's it's crazy. It's funny because like they like, don't even want to be working together. I am so rooting for the Lesu Five to come back. What I'm really hoping for is that the six that they were talking about in the preview is the Lesu Five plus Julie. I hope that they pick up Julie yeah. and try and move forward as a six. I think that puts everyone in that group in a better position than they are without that group. I, yeah, I think after tonight's tribal, if I'm taking anybody from Kama with me moving forward, it's Julie because I think I we talked. I was very passionate about this immediately <laughs> after watching. But I think after tonight's tribal, I think if you, I think Aurora similarly, I think is not much of a threat moving forward in terms of the jury, maybe except for the edge, but of also seems factor. very unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think she doesn't... I think her performances at Tribal, even though she's friends with those people, are, are probably not helping her. But I think that Julie, after tonight's Tribal, playing the free agent card of, like, someone just pick me up and drag me to the end, basically, and I'll be with you, that's who you want to loop in. Yeah. Like, that's... For, for a number of reasons, that's the person you want. So I, I would not be surprised if she is the person who gets snatched up. So here's the thing. If our final six... Is and this is wild speculation, like everything we do. But if our final six is Lesu five plus Julie, then who comes back in is either a swing vote or immediately out. Like it's it's well, okay. Let's talk about who comes back in with some other wild speculation <laughs> in relation to that nice little extinction story that Eric got this yeah, week. Yeah, that close compared up to of his everybody eyes. else's extinction edit how he was thinking of going home and how he got like a little extra chunk of time. It seemed like. Yeah. I thought the fact that they gave him like a full beginning, middle end story spliced into this episode that had a half hour tribal cancel. Yeah. They decided it was necessary to give him the, I think I might give up. Actually. I see these people doing things and they're not going to give up. I'm not going to give up either. Cause I really belong to be here. Whereas some other people, it's kind of just been like, wow, this is really hard. I don't know how I'm going to keep going. And granted, if that's what he said, that's what he said. But I would imagine that other people had similar moments that, well, you know. My only comment is people said the same thing about Keith. I guess that's true. I think we haven't heard that story in a while. I think we haven't heard the, oh, I might. And it might just be trying to remind us that extinction is hard and people do consider quitting and push on. I think it's been a while since we've heard someone really complaining or contemplating quitting. Because even when people did quit, we didn't hear them contemplating at all. All of a sudden it was just like, oh, bye. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a refreshing extinction I, I have been vocal about not being a super huge fan of the kind of standard repeating extinction confessional we get when someone gets voted out. That's kind of just like copy paste over and over. So I was I was excited to see something that was a little bit different, but I was also surprised at how much he got compared yeah. to some other people. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting for sure. Like we probably have two or three weeks left before our next extinction challenge and I really don't know if there is a clear person to go back in. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at just the threat level, uh, I mean, shout out to, oh, I don't know how to say his YouTube name, Peridum, or whatever his name is, uh, Perdium, just put out a series about the top challenge beast and survivor, and uh, Joey Amazing tops the list for both genders with a overall win rate of 70%. 
he has won 70% of every challenge that he's participated in on Survivor, which is insane. So in terms of just numbers, he's clearly, I think, the favorite to come back. But Chris, I think, is also just like in a in a in a challenge history sense, a huge threat to come back. And then I think you put Aubrey up there. I think right now those are probably the three that I would put as being the most likely from what we know about challenges, because you know Aubrey has the advantage, Joey has the record, and Chris was also shown to be very strong this season in the challenges. So out of those three story wise, yeah. I'd put Joe and Aubrey up there because we haven't seen a lot from Chris. But if it Purple is someone Chris. who kind of just comes in and goes, yeah. it could be Chris. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Chris is, like, very purple at this point. But, yeah, I just don't feel like he has – I mean, I picked him as my bottom for extinction that week that Joe went got voted off because I was like, well, there goes Chris's yeah. extinction story. And since then, we've seen, like, none of Chris. I also, though, I need to, like, take this moment to pause because I joke <laughs> and she's the mascot of this season. But Reem Daly – like, she's a legend. Like, I agree. Last season, we had, like, the mayor of Slamtown. And this season, we have, like, the mayoress of Extinction. And she... Get like, reamed. This woman dreamed of going on Survivor for years and years and years, gets voted out first, and finds out she's just going to have to spend the rest of her time on an island with nothing to do. No challenge. Like, I mean, Grant, there's some advantages and whatever. But, like, she has spent... What, we're on day 20... 24, 24 now? I think, yeah. She spent 21 days on an island. And she's done... So she did one challenge, got voted out. She's done two challenges in 21 days. Yeah. And two, adv- two advantage hunts, three advantage hunts. Like, this woman must be losing her goddamn mind. And last week when Joe brings out the clues for the next advantage, she's like, I was like about to take a nap and now i gotta do this (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean casting must have like a sixth seventh eighth sense to like place her on this season because yeah there couldn't i mean i love her I, i i wish she was in the game in more ways but also like there could not be a player better suited to become the mascot for the edge of extinction than reem daily yeah queen reem i love her i love her don't get excited dude yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh my god so good and we saw reem smile this week at tribal oh my gosh and wentworth didn't even go home and she still smiled yeah. i wonder if wentworth does play an idol and like correctly will she be like pissed I bet. <laughs> will she be happy Lame. <laughs> Lame. oh my god so good so good but yeah i mean also i mean the immunity challenge i mean this episode was really like cut and dry i mean yeah. we, we we had bing bang boom yeah we had brief discussion at camp extinction straightforward immunity challenge and then just right into this like madness and extinction the immunity challenge i thought was you know we've seen it before but it was fun i thought yeah. it was like kind of exciting although i will say as soon as they like highlighted the fact that it was like all i mean aside from the fact that the survivor promo spoiled the fact that gavin was gonna win which also how did that happen? Well, a lot of people Who didn't was... even notice it, though. Like, Dave Bloomberg picked Gavin as his prediction to go home this week. But, like, like the thing is, like, I thought they must have... I thought it must have been a mistake. I was like, they must have used stand-ins. They must have used a shot from another week. There's no way they actually made that mistake. And then when I was like, 
they actually showed who's going to win immunity in the promo. Like, how did they mess that yeah. up? But when Jeff said that was pointing out about like how many women were left compared to the men, I was like, I think all the women are about to drop. <laughs> and then they did. <laughs> but yeah, it was still, you know, fun challenge. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, I, I feel like in reality, there's a lot of strong challenge competitors. There, there aren't like a ton of like huge, obvious, obvious weaklings. There's a lot of people who seem to kind of fight it out till the end each week. I think that War Dog is like the obvious weakling. Yeah, if there's anybody, it's probably War Dog. Maybe yeah, Ron. Yeah, Ron too. Uh huh. I also too. I'm like, I want. I'm, I'm ready for switching it up. I, I, I don't. I, I'm hoping we see a little variety, and it's not a continuation of David vs Goliath slash other modern Survivor seasons of stand on this thing, balance yeah. this thing. Um, I'd love for a little bit more uh, dy- dynamic challenges. I think but... the main, and Emily pointed this out, I think the main reason the challenges have been that way is because Jeff lives for all those ball puns. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What was, there was one last season that was so great. I forget now, but it was like. Oh, it was with the plate and it was like, once your balls start to oh, move. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the balls are rolled away from each other. They're not going to take each other. <laughs> it was so good. I also think, too, like, Jeff likes... I mean, I mean, not... I'm. Listen. Listen. There's a life-size cutout of Jeff Probst <laughs> in the room next to me. I'm not knocking Jeff Probst. But I, I think, too, I think combination of, you know, season 38, budget, logistics of filming challenges, Jeff liking to stand in one place. Yeah. I think all probably plays a role <laughs> in the way that these challenges are designed. But, um, yeah, I would like to see a little bit of variety. Yeah. Maybe. Mix it up a little bit more. Yeah. Cause I also think too, I mean, I obviously it's like, it's so interesting cause I'm sure the challenges do, they test you in different ways, but it feels like when they're so limited to kind of like the standing, like it goes down to like, Last week, it was, like, stand on your toes. It's, like, testing different muscle groups as opposed to different parts of, like, yourself, if that makes sense. Like, it it gets, like, too clinical of, like, well, we have to just, like, design it differently so that it's not, like, the same part of your body that's getting tested. Whereas, like, I feel like there's opportunities for challenges to test, like, different aspects of yourself. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I want an eating challenge. Bring that back. Yeah. What's the theory on the auction? I hear people saying that the auction is broken. What does that mean? Do you know? I don't know. But it's also... In the same way that, like, the loved ones is broken, the same way that, like, the popularity contest challenge is broken, (sighs) that somehow, like, survivor players have, like, worked it to to not work as a challenge anymore. Well, I mean, everyone probably waits for the advantage, right? Oh, I guess that's probably true. Yeah, that's probably why it's broken. No one will auction anything until the advantage. That's probably true. That makes sense. But the auction's so fun that he should at the top be like, there's no, like, dead giveaway advantage here or something like that. To, like, bring- <laughs> and then the last auction item is a check for a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Twist. The last auction <laughs> item is right Reem now. and she's taking your place. <laughs> <laughs> the last auction item is Reem Bailey. <laughs> She'll just harass everybody in the game for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be really something. I mean, I, I mean, clearly they're willing to try. I mean, the fact that this season happened at all, when they have clearly said that in the past when they've done twists like this, because if you don't know, things like this have kind of happened before. Yeah. 
and they've talked kind of openly about some of those things not being executed in the best way and not being, and I'm talking about production here, not just survivor players, even Jeff talking openly about some of those things not being done in the best way and not necessarily regretting it, but saying, you know, maybe not our best idea, but the fact that they're doing this now, I think shows that they really are, you know, they say that like, there's no bad idea in the survivor, you know, pitch room and they really are open to trying stuff. I think, too, something I said, I don't know if I said it in the podcast or if I just said it to you, I can't remember. I think part of the reason this season feels all over the place is because it is all over the place. Yeah. Like, the gameplay is all over the place. It's the nature of what's happening on the island. But I think what's exacerbating it is the fact that we are at day 24 and we have 16 people who could still win a million dollars come day 39. Yeah, which is and crazy. And production has to keep all 16 stories alive in some capacity every week. And they have like 44 minutes minus commercials to do so. Yeah. Or plus commercials to do so. And that is just a huge task. Like, other seasons where they've had, you know, oh, you're voted out, but not really... You know, Redemption, it's not like everybody was hanging out on Redemption. Each week, someone truly got sent home and out of the game. It didn't really disrupt that much in terms of how many people were in contention the whole time. Whereas this time around, literally all but two of the players who started day one, they have to keep floating, could win this game. So I think that's part of why I think the, the gameplay evidenced by tonight's Tribal Council is actually chaotic. The relationships are all over the place. But also, on top of that, they've just got to keep so many storylines going that it's super hard to figure out what's really going on. Yeah, which, yeah, which it is super hard to figure out what's going on. And it's, like, mildly frustrating when people try to explain it. Like, just let us, I don't know, just let us process it. Don't be like, well, you're wrong because of this. Because, of course, we weren't on the island. Like, we're just reacting to what we see, obviously, like, you don't have to yeah, tell Yeah, but us. I'm bad at that because I like looking. <laughs> I, like, don't want to look, but I can't look away. Because sometimes I think there's a level to which people can, like, talk about stuff in the moment that's, like, acceptable or, like, not totally spoilery or, like, whatever. I, but then this season it does seem that people are really pushing it in terms of what they can get away with saying. Yeah. Especially coming out of last season where you had people straight up, like, breaking their NDAs and getting barred from the reunion and, like kind of crazy that people are being so brazen yes especially considering what happened with david briscoe it is and i wonder if they're giving them more license because everyone is getting a worse edit than they normally would because the first boot is still on the season post merge yeah so i mean i don't know i just find it surprising that like there are no repercussions for how clear some people are being but also like i don't know it's hard it's hard in, to, in today's era of Survivor, where everyone's such a good sport about everything, it's hard to be like, well, because this person's talking to this person on Twitter, they clearly work together at some point. Like, no, that's yeah, not true. Agreed. They're in the same cast. Like, everyone's yeah. friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's hard to read into stuff. Okay, wait. So we're talking, we're talking a lot about, we've been talking a lot about the season at large, but I feel like we should go back to, like, this episode specifically. Yeah. Because... And it's hard because really all we can talk about this episode is tribal. Oh my gosh, kitty cat on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched this cat just like jump out of the abyss. Um, I, yeah, what's hard is all we can really talk about this episode is tribal and it's so crazy. And we talked about it with Lesu 
But, I mean, the big story of Tribal, I think, I mean, can we roleplay as Dave Bloomberg and Jessica Lewis? (laughs) Why did Julia lose? What happened? What did she do wrong? Julia? Yeah. Um, Well, she was kind of just like, once she realized she showed her hand, she made it worse by treating everyone like garbage. Like, I feel like she started to panic and then lost her temper with everyone. See, what I think is fascinating, too, and it's funny because we put Wentworth at the top, but I think Julia really shows her hand. But I think it's also interesting Wentworth shows her hand, too. I mean, Wentworth turns to Julia and says, like, are we good? Right in front of Devin's, which obviously doesn't blow back on Wentworth. And I think that for her to do that wasn't a huge risk. But I do think it's interesting, too, that Wentworth was also so outwardly kind of like, I'm working with Julia tonight. Is our plan good? Um, Yes. In front of people. The difference is... But Julia really messes everything up. I think the difference is, for Wentworth, Devins is the one who has been like, I will never work with you, Wentworth. So for her to say that in front of Devins is like, well, obviously. But Julia is the one who's trying to play both sides. And, like, they know, according to Victoria, going into tribal in that whole day, they know that Julie is paranoid and julie is worried they're not actually with her so for julia to say in front of the whole tribal council and the jury like i told wentworth we're good with this plan and then expect julie to be okay with it and then yell at julie when she's not okay with it is like not a good look it's funny because i agree like she handled it poorly but then i was thinking it through and i was like what could she have done differently so wentworth says that to her and she tries to discreetly say yes. And what gets her is that Jeff calls her out. You see Jeff notice the conversation happen. And then he calls her to be like, what just happened? And I think what she needed to do, and maybe this is the sign of maybe like someone who's less experienced dealing at tribal council. This is the third time she's been. But she needed to pull like a Boston Rob, I think is like a perfect example of someone who's able to like give Jeff the answer he wants without like actually saying what he's saying you see david and i mean jeff comments on it with wentworth and david's comments tonight of like whenever someone says however but they give the vague answer to like please jeff but they're not really building a plan whereas julia needed to like assure wentworth kind of privately but when jeff called her out she should not have done it publicly well and julia could like subtly not too she doesn't have to be like, yeah, yeah like, exactly. we're, like, we're good. Don't worry. And, like, even in Kelly's yeah. confessional before Tribal, she's like, no one's really talking to me, but Julia is making these, like, big, exaggerated gestures at me. Like, yeah, we're good. Don't worry. We're great. And it's, like, too much. And that's usually a bad yeah. sign. And it's funny, too, because I, I, watching this back, I was reminded of Spencer to Wentworth um, in Cambodia. Not totally similar obviously it was much later in the game Mm -hmm. but when he kind of went out of his way to be like no we're good and to her that was the biggest signal of like oh we're not yeah (laughs) like if you're being that over the top about it like clearly you're trying to make me feel comfortable and i'm about to go home which was true which like apparently that really hurt her because they were like really close friends oh i didn't know that that's that's what he says on like rehab that like well makes sense with (laughs) everything else played (laughs) out um Ugh, but that hurts yeah, me I mean, still, I think... but ugh. I just love Spencer a lot, and I, yeah. we don't need to talk about Cambodia right now. <laughs> <laughs> Too painful. Um, I mean, yeah, Julia really, I think, I think assuring Wentworth, she could have done it a little more subtly, but I, I don't think it was too 
too crazy. I think she did the right thing by telling her, yeah, the plan's fine. Obviously, she's about to try to vote this person out. She doesn't want to say, actually, no, I'm voting you out. But I think she she cracked when Jeff asked her. She was clearly too confident because in her mind, what she's saying makes sense, right? Like, yeah, of course, I'm just telling Wentworth that we're fine because there's a million plans going on tonight and I want every single person to think that I'm going with their plan. Which, like, yes, that's what you want, but you can't say that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> because as soon as you say that, you're alerting everybody that you're there's a good chance that you're not going with their plan. Right. <laughs> and then as soon as someone, like tries to play their own game you can't be like you're such a passenger rick like shut up warthog like you're supposed to be voting with warthog tonight when this tribal first happened i was being pretty critical of julie and julia a lot on julie but watch re-watching i think more so than just julie i think this episode demonstrated how going you know the intentional uh fill in the blank legendary tribe that went to tribal often and then people talk about you know how that helped them in the end um similar to this season i would say based on how the majority tribe is kind of self-destructing similar to how that other one happened but this this season illustrated i think that lesu and even the comma members who ended up on manu during the swap were at an advantage at this tribal council because they were just able to keep themselves together much more in the face of pressure. You have these comma people who this is their third tribal council and last week things went haywire and they just like completely snap. Like yeah. suddenly they're vulnerable for literally the first time in 20 something days and they just can't cope with it. Everybody falls apart. Julia can't cope with Jeff's question. She gets super defensive when anybody else takes to take control. Julie breaks down and just you know, can't figure it out. Ron is kind of keeping together a little bit more, but really that's only in comparison to Julie. He's not doing great either. And I think you see, you know, Lesu stepping up and they're just so much more, even though they are at like arguably the most risk are just like super calm and just like, okay, great. Let's just get this done. Yeah. Like we've yeah. been here before. Like you guys are going to fall apart. Like, great. Like let us step in. We'll take control. We'll tell you what to do. Yeah. And like, on, on our first watch, you came down pretty hard on Julie, and, like, yeah, I thought that she made the best move for her, and sure, it was, like, very public, but that was also the option. Like, she did it in reaction to Tribal blowing up. So, like, I'm wondering where you fall on that on your rewatch. I still think that she made the wrong move. I, I still think... That everything that people did tonight was driven by paranoia. And I think that everybody was kind of in the wrong. And it's one of those situations where everybody being in the wrong led to chaos. And eventually what happened, like, worked out well for some people. But it didn't have to go that way. Like, I think you have these two plans of the two factions of Lesu wanting to work with the two factions of Kama to vote out someone else in Lesu. Why is that happening? Who knows? Whatever, who knows? We can't even, yeah. And then we can't know. And it seems like that's what's going to happen. And then you have Julia getting nervous that picking up on the fact that Lauren is pushing Ron over David, which she's wrong in the sense that they're not working against them tonight. It's not like Les is getting back together tonight, but she's correct in the sense that Lauren wants to keep David in the game. So if down the line they need numbers, they'll have him. So Julia's game sense is kind of on point. 
but again, just a little too early. But I would argue that Julia's reading that and saying, actually, let's keep Kama strong was a good move. Mm -hmm. And pulling Kama back together was correct and was honest. And we know now that really was what they were going to do. But you have Julie and Ron, Julie especially, it seems, just can't trust them. Well, they're the clear bottom. Yeah, they're the clear bottom, but it's also But you can say, like, Julia's looking out for her long game by not sticking with Lesu, but... Julie is also the clear bottom on Kama and looking out for her long game when, like, sure, sure, we know because Victoria told us on Twitter that they actually were going for Kelly. But if you're sitting at that tribal, how do you know that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you can't criticize them for not knowing. I think it's just, like, Julia makes a decision based on something that's not really, that's, like, half true. Yeah. Yes, it's suspicious that Lauren wants to keep David over Ron. But it wasn't a threat that night. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think her her paranoia-driven move is a little understandable. And Julie's is also understandable, but less based in reality. And I think that's where I was coming down on her because I thought she could have just gone with, con- like, yes, yeah, she's on the bottom. But just like I thought, you know, Julia and Gavin, I think, really messed up and it showed this week. I don't think Julie had to do this this week and obviously it was like a mental breakdown so i don't know how much control she really had over it but but like just because she was on the bot like we've seen this happen on other seasons of like i mean she did it i mean like they flipped on joe and then tried to bring aurora back in like i just disagree you know, I that know. it's less based in reality because the less of three voted were going to vote for david it's equally based in reality like sure lauren said that but ultimately she was going to vote for david when they told her to vote for david yeah, but, like, David wasn't going to go home. I mean, if you know about the idol, you know that, but Kelly wasn't going to go home either if she played her idol. Oh, that's true, because Kelly would have just played her idol. That's probably true. Yeah, I guess I guess in that way it's true. I mean, I guess, like, David going home is bad for Julie, and I guess Julia going home is better. I don't know. I, I guess, like, what I what I landed on eventually, I think, was, like, where she ended up I think is better I think how she got there was very very messy and did not look good yeah I think like where she landed was like great but like the path there was way messier than it quote again like had to be however this is all recognizing like Jeff says this game is really hard and pushes people to limits and like you can only control so much. Like I can't, I can't really judge her for like, I'm, I'm judging her emotional reaction from like a game perspective, but I'm not judging her for having that right. reaction. When if like, that makes sense. Julia like, says in front of her to Kelly, yeah, we're good for tonight. When Julie's like, Oh wait, we're supposed to be voting Kelly though. And I've been left out of the loop three, like three days ago. I was the one yeah. who was left out and my closest ally went home. And like, now I'm supposed to believe them all of a sudden when like, like, I don't know, on the on the vote last week where Eric went home, everyone's saying they wanted Aurora to come back in and be comma strong, but Eric and Ron are like, it doesn't matter if Aurora comes back in or not, we have the numbers without her. It's not really that hypocritical because they're like, yeah, we don't true. care if Aurora comes back to comma, we're fine without her. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, you see that with her and Ron say that they don't think it's likely that they'd be able to get Aurora back. They think it needs to be someone from Lesu. They think they burned that bridge. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, this whole episode has just come up and for comment. You have, you know, 
Ron and Julie burned Aurora on the Joe vote. Then the next week, Julia, Aurora, Vic, and Gavin burn Ron and Julie on the Eric vote. Right. And now this week, none of them trust each other. And, you know, I think it actually does kind of speak to maybe what Lesu says. You know, comma is strong. But they're not, because the past two tribals, they flipped on each other in opposite ways. We're now to a point, no one can trust each other, because they've all kind of flipped on each other at different points. Whereas Lesu doesn't trust each other, but it's very clearly divided. It's two versus three. And it's been that way for a long time, uh-huh. apparently. So, whereas Kama, it's a very recent development, and it's like two versus it was like four versus one versus three versus one versus two. Like it's all over the place. And suddenly none of them can trust each other and it just blows up in their face. So I I guess in that way, like Julie coming out unscathed, I think is a win. I think everybody on comma tonight who comes out not being on the wrong side of the vote did something right. But I I do think there must've been a way to handle it more cleanly than what got hand, the way it got handled. Yeah. I just think like, Live, love, Keith Nail. But I think other than that San Juan del Sur vote, the stick to the plan vote, I think we haven't seen Mm -hmm. tribal go as poorly for, like, people who are trying to not show their hand as it has tonight. And, like, everything was a result of that. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, like, the craziest tribal maybe ever. Not in the sense of how the vote goes or whatever, but I think, like... How live it is. Actually talking about the tribal discussion, the liveness of... I mean, like, what... I mean, it was just absolute madness. It just was all over the place. I mean, yeah, Julie literally saying, I'm jumping ship and running over and sitting on (laughs) David's lap and David's like, oh, hello, where'd you come from? (laughs) Which is great. Which is great. Um... And then, yeah, you have these side moments coming out, too. You know, Devin's, you said before, Devin's talking to Wentworth, like, a truce could get us a long way. And it's, you know, yeah. like. And then after he plays the idol, they fist bump. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I said Alia text, like, break it down. I was like, all right, so let me get this straight. Lesu lays it out. It's Wentworth, Lauren, Wardog versus David and Devin. There's repeated comments talking about how. Davins tried to screw us over. We tried to work with them. It didn't work. Blah, 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 blah. So then this whole tribal council happens. Davins plays an idol. And they walk back. And Kelly Warm's like, fist bump. Like, what happened? Yeah. What's but can we on? talk about like, this idol play in general? Weren't you just saying how you don't trust each other? Like, so Victoria says on Twitter, again, we're taking a lot from Twitter, but that's how this cast is. So it's just how it's going to be. Victoria says on Twitter, it's clear before they vote that everyone's voting for Julia, except for Julia and Aurora. Yeah. And then Devins and David play their idol. And before they play their idol, Devin says, I don't want to bring any secrets back to camp. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, like taking that whole like this doesn't make sense one step further Wentworth fist bumps, everyone's excited. And the first ro- vote that gets read for David, she's like, who the hell voted for David? Right? She, like, <laughs> like, no one was expecting, like, she was like, why? Which is funny because then she just celebrated that idol play. Was she celebrating it like, great, good for you. You just wasted an that idol? idol. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's very weird. But it's also like, if you're planning on working with them, why would you be happy that they burned an idol? Yeah, I don't know. I I think people were really just trying to live moment to moment. Yeah, (laughs) and I think think that if you're this Lesu 5, 
and you want to split into your 3-2 and pick up your stray commas, that's a great plan once you have the flat-out majority. Like, wait one more vote. Vote together next week, get out one more comma, preferably Victoria, because she's the most strategic. She has the most places to go. She's the most dangerous, in yeah. my opinion. Get out Victoria next week. Now you have a 5 Lesu four comma lead and you have options you can play with Lesu if you want to play with Lesu or you can pick up those commas and still control the game with your own like original final like alliance pact I just think it makes the most sense to vote together next week even if you're not planning on working together yeah I agree and I think I think there's a strong possibility that we do see that happen next week and we see a similar ebb flow happen Again, Mm -hmm. you know, we came into the merge of like, oh, it's going to be Kama picking off Lesu. And then in reality, Kama kind of imploded and picked off a few of themselves to get the numbers more even. And I don't think it's out of the question that Lesu pulls together to get the numbers on their side, similar to kind of what happened with David versus Goliath last season. And as soon as they have that, they turn on each other. And suddenly we have the flip of Lesu starts to turn on each other. And instead of what we thought might happen of like, Ooh, which Lesu member is going to sneak through to the end. Suddenly it becomes what comma member is going to slip yeah. through to the end, which comma person can permeate the Lesu three. Well, I think that's not necessarily true. Or the Lesu, th- or who is with them at four and beats one of the Lesu three at fire. Well, I think Davins takes Julie. I think if, Davins is trying to go far. They take Julie and try and take out the last two three. I agree. I think I think it's going to become I think it's become a Davins war versus the last three. I think it's likely that they'll bring in Julie as a number, mm-hmm. and it, you know we'll just have to see it play out from there. Yeah. But I think it's it's likely that that could happen. But I think I think if anybody from the last three makes it to the end, they're a huge threat to win the game. Yeah, and it's like. Because everybody has picked up on the fact that these three are super loyal. They've been super consistent. They have a great story. They're fighting. Like, I think they're a huge threat. I want to watch Kelly Wentworth sit on the end just to hear Reem on the jury talking to her. I I would love, you know, if that does happen, as much as I want Reem to just, you know, <laughs> go crazy, I wouldn't pet, put it past Reem to to have growth yeah well basically be like i told them to get you out yeah exactly and to have a moment of like actually girl like i can't believe you're still here like i thought you were dead in the water because i i don't know i i think watching how these tribals are going it's pretty impressive, maybe, you know, maybe she started to, like, root for Manu a little bit. I think it seemed yeah. pretty obvious that she was really rooting for Kama early on, but I don't know, maybe the maybe the tides will turn. But, I, you know, how Extinction players are going to impact with this jury, we talked about a lot before, but I think, uh, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping that no one who's been to Extinction sits at Final 3. I love Devins, but... You know, I don't know who said this. It might have been Wiggler. It might have been Fishback or Sesternino. But someone said, like, if you went to Extinction, like, which the whole jury will have, basically, you want to validate your experience by voting for someone who's been there. Yeah, I completely, I think that's very, 
very possible. And I think extinction is a huge part of the story of the season. Yeah. So I think someone who has come back from Edge of Extinction, you know, they talk about the whole idea of like they want someone who's going to represent the season well. Um, so yeah, I think it's a huge, huge threat. So I'm hoping that it's David and Wentworth and either Lauren or Wardog as a final three. And I don't know like how I could sit through that and not die, but like it would be a a crazy ride, but I think it would be a great final three. I I think like as great as Wardog is, David and Kelly would be fighting it out. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I'm looking at my notes to make sure there's nothing, like, huge that we missed. Because there's just so much to talk about. Um, I also loved this, like, the editing this episode. Like, the whole music shift with Tribal, like, clearly setting us up that this was going to be unlike something. Like, unlike a normal episode. The whole approach was just completely different. It was super fun. It was super exciting. Immunity challenge at Um, 8.13. It was, like, very... Yeah, and it was, like, a huge calm before the storm of just, like, being so quiet, and then when things went off, it was just, like, absolute madness. The scraping of the pot. Yeah, the scraping (laughs) of the pot. Um, I also, just quick thing, like, I know we were talking about, like, Devin's and David playing the idol, like, why did they do that? But I did notice on the rewatch that Devin, like, Wentworth tells David that it was him, and Kama is saying that the plan was David, I think, to throw people off that the plan was going to be Wentworth, so that if they ended up doing that, she wouldn't play an idol. So I... I do see why they still play the yeah. idol because David does hear his name come out explicitly multiple times. So I does I, I do think it makes sense. Even though like we apparently everybody very clearly agreed they were gonna vote for Julia, I, I don't think it's right. And wild Victoria that who tweeted that idol. like kind of yells David's name at trial and he's like, I'm standing right here, I heard that. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to dump the rice? I guess so. <laughs> I have like a question. Uh, floating in my head. Should M unplug? But it's, like, kind of extreme. And I don't know if it's too extreme. Well, I don't know. I guess it, like... I don't know. It might be too much. It might be too much to ask of you. Oh, God. Because I kind of, like... So, Allie and I kind of decided to record last minute. So, I hadn't, like, fully thought through what my wild card question was going to be. Um, so... I kind of landed on one that's kind of like a big topic question I think could be really, really difficult to come up with an answer, but that is also kind of the nature of this question. But the last couple ones, we've kind of gone for like fun ones, and this one's very (laughs) much like a, you've got to think. Um, But maybe I'll just kind of go with it. Okay, go with it. Fine with it. Let's do it. Hi everybody, Editor Brendan here. Just a quick warning that this wildcard question does include moderate spoilers for season 35 of Survivor, Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers. So if you haven't seen that season and you don't want anything spoiled, just skip ahead to 1 hour, 11 minutes, and 20 seconds, and you'll be spoiler-free. Do it now. Okay, so it's really hard because obviously I think your answer to this question could very much depend on the context in which you were to, uh, you know, deal with this said conundrum. But Allie, you've seen every season of Survivor. I have. And let's just say for, for you know, whatever's sake, it's day one. And you, you find an advantage slash idol, but it can be any variation of advantage or idol that has ever been used in Survivor. What would you want to find? It's day one. It's day one? And it could be anything that's been come up before. 
I mean, immediately I jump to HHH, right? Like that seems like the the advantage the that's best used. example of an advantage you find on day one that helps you get far in the game. Interesting. Wow. Don't you agree? I would not expect you to say that. I feel like it's hard to say, it's hard not to say an individual immunity idol. Like, it's hard not to say that because, like... Yeah. But I, I just think that, like, that advantage that Ryan found on day one got him further in the game than an individual immunity idol would have, except... Also, he played it exactly right without knowing at all. On a total guess. Yeah. I mean, that was like total chance that that happened. Yeah. So that makes Not it really hard too. It... But I feel like I'm a good judge yeah. of character. Um, wow. I was really not expecting, because that is such a gamble. Yeah. Um, I'm a gambler, Brendan. I mean, we'll probably, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'll put in like a little spoiler thing if necessary. Yeah. But, I mean, I I'll just say, so, I mean, the fact that, like, you chose an advantage, that's not necessarily an advantage that helps you. It's an advantage you have to gift to another player. Yeah. Is very interesting. I feel like... But I do think that's kind of... I would say, though, on day one, maybe that is helpful because it is... I mean, I said this when Devin's got his half idol and had to choose someone to give it to you, but, like, I was like, wow, I would hate that because you have... You can't do that anonymously. Finding an advantage like Ryan found on day one is, like... You can do it anonymously, but it ended up helping him so much. It's kind of like low stakes. Well, it's like... But it ended up having the biggest reward. And it really doesn't affect the game much except for giving you an ally. You know? Like, it counted the first tribal and that's it. Except then Chrissy was loyal to him for the whole game. Yeah. True. That is... Yeah, that is true. I mean, it kind of is like... Uh, I mean, you can either, you could give it to someone and it could not mean anything, but it'll never blow back on you. But unless you misjudge and give to someone who's like truly insane, chances are they'll work with you if you ever link up. So I guess, yeah, it is kind of a good. Yeah. Another thing I think of is a legacy advantage. It's just like, so tricky. So tricky. Yes, because I mean, like. The curse? (laughs) Not to um, disrespect myself, but. I mean, and I always joke around that if I ever played, I'd want to be the first merge boot so I could chill on Ponderosa. And, like, with a legacy yeah. advantage, even if you go home with it in your pocket, you still get to do something with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I do think I'll stick with the, yeah, with the, because day one, yeah, I don't know, maybe that's a dumb answer, but it's what, like, came to mind immediately. I do think it's kind of, like, it's it's dumb in the sense I think, like, a lot of people would say, like, well, I just want an immunity idol. Yeah. Obviously. Because, like, why wouldn't you? But I do think it's kind of, like, day one, if you're looking to kind of play under the radar, if you're looking to keep your head just, like, clear, it is the, like, could only help me option. Yeah. There's not a huge risk of, like, misplaying it in a way that's going to backfire on you because... Also, it's not a, it's, if it's long term, it's probably only positive because the advantage was that it had to be played that night if it was going to be played. Right. So it, it's not like, oh, I'm going to give this to someone and later down the line, they're going to use it to send me home. So it, it does actually kind of make sense. It does seem crazy because it doesn't automatic, it's not like you have an idol that you could take with you moving forward. But if you're looking for kind of just like a no stress, well, this could help me yeah. kind of option, it is a good And one. speaking for Ryan, like, well, not speaking for Ryan, but speaking to that situation, like, he also used it to grab Devin immediately. 
True, yeah, he Before did. he knew he was going to have to give it away because they were immune, he was like, well, I'm going to tell Devin about this and I'm going to pull him in as my ally. And Yeah. Oh my god, wait. This reminded me of something that I meant to say at the beginning of the podcast, but I forgot <laughs> because I was overwhelmed. Okay, because I feel like <laughs> we had I feel like when we did our other podcast we had a disclaimer about how like we love all survivor players blah 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 but we don't because I was listening back to our other episode I was like wow I was like kind of harsh and like we were like we don't we don't hate these people oh, no. I don't think any of these people are actually mean or dumb it's a reality yeah. show they're character they're they're real people people being edited into characters and we know that and we talk about it in the way that it's a television and like we get really we get into it but we know it's a tv show and it's like never a personal attack or anything we're just like yeah exactly and uh you know there's one girl out there who uh you can just say knows laurel. who she is <laughs> laurel <laughs> i was a really big laurel fan i don't hate you laurel like i don't hate you laurel johnson like i think you're great and like i feel like she just has been taking a lot of knocks in this podcast but it's nothing like it's it's you know it's just, <laughs> it's just relevant at there. this exact moment because a lot of people are saying and i don't disagree that a lot of what's happening on this season is because right before they started playing they watched uh ghost island yeah so i'm thinking we should probably wrap this up because it's the wee hours of the morning now Yes, it is. It is the wee hours and we have derailed a bit, but I I do think it's because this, I mean, like it was a great, it was a great week, but I mean, it was just crazy, a lot to process. Yes, for sure. Um, But it's, it's exciting. I mean, the season is definitely, it's anything but predictable. Yeah. It's it's like it's airy season in real life and on Survivor too. <laughs> it's just like absolute madness. Yeah, um, and I'm sure I'll I'm, continue. I'm excited. It's just I'm sure I'll continue to process as I listen to all the people that are smarter than us, like Sester Nino and Fishback and Wiggler, talk about this. And this blackout is really tough. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I think at this point, I mean, like obviously, it's fun to speculate and talk about it. But I am I am trying to let go because I'm just I'm starting to realize that I think it it might just not be possible or worth it this season to try to try to read into stuff too much or to try to to speculate what's going on. It's more fun, you know. I think Julie said it best this week, quoting Aubrey. Sometimes this game is played in three day chunks. Sometimes it's played in three hour chunks, and sometimes it's played in three minute chunks. And right now. I think it seems that this season has accelerated to just be playing at three minute chunks. And the best you can do to enjoy it is just try to enjoy it in that minute to minute and take people at what they say in that moment and not stress too much about what's not being shown or whatever, as much as we will still stress about it and talk about it, but like don't hold on to that and let that get in the way of enjoying what in reality is actually a pretty dynamic and crazy season. Um, just a little hard to follow, but I, I think try to focus more on the excitement of it than than the other stuff. Um, yeah, and Brendan and yeah. I this week were talking about his opinion of HHH versus my opinion of HHH, and we talked about in that the binge, which I did, versus the week-to-week, which he did, and I think that, and yeah. I think we've talked about this before, that Josh Wiggler said he thinks this season would be great on a binge, and I agree that, like, this season will be served well in a binge. And it, 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 in the beginning, it was tough week to week in terms of like 
well, it's it's like it's looking kind of um, palauish, and like that's kind yeah. of hard to deal with week to week. But now it's kind of like tough week to week, and just the confusion of everything. Yeah, no, for sure. I th- yeah, I think it is. I think it does really change. Um, it changes how you process stuff, especially too. You know, I wonder like Julia going out this week i wonder if she feels as purple in a binge as she would here i don't know yeah um so i mean it is i mean we no time to get into it but honorable <laughs> mention to the fact that it is a little it makes sense in some ways i think looking back at how all the dynamics played out in terms of who they decided to show but it is a little wild that julia is the person that goes home this week from this craziest tribal council possibly maybe ever and she's someone who we barely saw. And yes. we hear referenced a lot this episode to being someone who was in the running to win. People thought she could run away with the game. So um, a little interesting. Definitely interesting. But uh, like I said, sorry, unfortunate for Julia. I'm trying to let go of looking into things <laughs> that we didn't see. <laughs> I'm trying to trust production and the story they're selling me more and more. Because when I try to doubt it and question it, I get confused and frustrated. <laughs> seems to think that production knows what they're doing and that's good enough for me i think that means that rick devins is about to win a million dollars (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah well on that note i think we should wrap it up yeah just a quick update um for all of our many many listeners um i have committed to skipping work on may 15th and driving to new jersey so i can watch the finale live with brendan so um we're planning on recording directly after the finale in person together to wrap up edge of extinction (laughs) yeah so we have we have like a fun fun thing to look forward to maybe we should make our regular do the picks for that night Oh, that would be fun if we both have to guess somebody else. We have our 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 person show up. Yeah. Person we allude to. <laughs> um. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, it's hard not to um, pick yeah, the winner to look for top, to. though. Like we we could come up with something else for the finale. Yeah, we'll we'll have to yeah we'll have to brainstorm and figure out what our questions are going to be on the finale. If they're like whole season retrospectives, or if they're about the episode. Or maybe we could do like a most likely to return or something like that. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. We'll come up with something. Yeah, we'll come up with it. But all right, I think that wraps it up. Thanks, Allie. And thanks, M. Sitting in. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, M, for all of your comments. You really added a lot to this podcast. Yeah, you can help me out at the beginning if no one needs to know I was here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thanks to Geo too, the cat in the background, <laughs> making appearances throughout as I distracting me. All right, on that note, Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you all again next week. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we're we're live. (laughs) Apple Podcasts. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.